entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got it. Welcome to the Business Builders Show. I'm honored you have decided to join us today. I'm Marty Wolf, and along with my sidekick, Carrie Carney, and our producer, Tom Jenkins, we're going to do our best to inform, educate, and inspire you, our audience of entrepreneurs, small business owners, and anyone who is seeking excellence in their personal and professional lives. Our topic today is Conscious Capitalism. We have the distinct honor of having Dr. Raj Sisodia as our guest today. He is one of the thought leaders of the conscious capitalism movement globally. He has a Ph.D. in marketing for Columbia University and is a distinguished professor at Babson College. He is the co-author of a book, Conscious Capitalism, Liberating the Heroic Spirit of Business. Again, we were honored to have Dr. Raj with us today to broaden our discussion on the topic of conscious capitalism. We will begin and end the show with articles from other authors on this topic. In between those discussions, as always, we'll have our interview with Dr. Raj Sisodia. So, Carrie and Tom, let's start our discussion with uh, a piece from Dr. Kelly Neff. The title of the piece is Conscious Capitalism, How Millennials Are Shaping the New Economic Paradigm. Now, let me put this in, Carrie, something we are talking about before the show. I didn't go looking for how are millennials affecting or connected to conscious capitalism. This keep com- kept coming up. Mm-hmm. So... I guess there's something here, right? If this keeps showing up in our DuckDuckGo.com searches. Absolutely. Um, And when you really analyze what the millennials are all about, it makes perfect sense. Well, money does not drive them. Correct. Let's set the stage. I'll read the first paragraph from Dr. Kelly Neff. Capitalism has become a dirty word in our culture, synonymous with cronyism and greed, not consciousness. Since the 2008 financial collapse in the United States, we have been inundated with stories of poverty, injustice, corrupt banking institutions, and companies that have lied, cheated, and stolen to meet their bottom line, often scamming their employees and harming the environment while the bigwigs sit back and cash checks. And might I add, get bigger, fatter bonuses. (laughs) Yes, often. And uh, Dr. Raj talks about that, Carrie, among other things, that a lot of things we talk about in this first segment, you'll hear Dr. Raj talk about. So Kelly starts with uh, defining what is conscious capitalism. And she says, in light of the corporate scandals over the past several years, it's refreshing to hear that the new paradigm of conscious capitalism has emerged. That's the good news. We talked about the big wigs and some things that are negative. But you know what? Good news. There's this new paradigm of conscious capitalism. And and she points out, as others have, again, in part of my research, that this is due in large part to the evolving spending power of millennials. Marty, what what age group are the millennials? Oh, a tee-up question. Thank you. Um, They are uh, born between the years of 1982 and 2004. And I guess that would make it ages... 10 to 32 is my... Yeah, somewhere in there. 10 to 32. Yeah, so so obviously we're talking about, um, in this case, 
Well, I shouldn't say that. Young people affect buying habits. I was going to no, limit it to they, older people, and that's not true. I was no, wrong. No, marketing will sh- bear out that uh, they're the ones that have mommy or daddy correct use their disposable income to buy whatever gadgets they want. And the and the fact is that these younger people they're they're simply more health and socially conscious than than other generations and and they they and as a result of that what you just said Carrie that they affect that buying they're affecting uh, changing consumer trends and 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 what's happening today is reflecting that let's go to the actual definition of conscious capitalism that she has that I believe is pretty much a universal um, uh, you know definition can conscious capitalism refers to businesses that serve the interests of all major stakeholders, that is, customers, employees, investors, communities, suppliers, and the environment. And a leading proponent of conscious capitalism, probably the one who is the most famous, is uh, John Mackey, who is the co-CEO of Whole Foods. Now, he wrote a book called Conscious Capitalism, who the co-author... His is Raj. our guest is Dr. Raj Sisodia. And so Conscious Capitalism is an actual book that we are going to be discussing. Now, let's talk about the uh, millennials, these younger people. Before you get into that, okay, I love the way he uh, uh, wraps it up. He said, really, the model for conscious capitalism is where a business is grounded in a higher sense of purpose to enhance its positive impact on the world. So we're talking about how we're spending money, and the fact is that people are recognizing that how we spend our money and how we don't spend our money affects um, the companies, affects our world, where we're putting our energy, and and what's happening is that businesses and communities and everything else are starting to favor these people that were these capitalists, if you will, that are. Uh, we're starting to favor these conscious-minded businesses. And there's some information that she pulls uh, from different studies, Carrie. And uh, this first poll says that 74% of consumers today say that the, in parentheses, social consciousness of a company was either very important or somewhat important in determining where they shop. So people are consciously Making it's, a decision. It's showing up on their personal radar, where they're going to spend their money and what, what type of company they're going to spend their money with. Kerry, <laughs> as millennials continue to make up a larger and larger chunk of the U.S. economy, customer attitudes about responsibility for social change is also shifting. For example, this is the first time ever in a study that was done, the first time ever that U.S. consumers believe that, in quotes, people like me are the most responsible for addressing social issues, as opposed to the government and corporations. We're taking personal responsibility, especially this younger group. So who are these companies that we're talking about, right? We already mentioned Whole Foods. Here's some others. Southwest Airlines, Google, Nordstrom, Patagonia, the Container Store. There's many more. The Body Shop. And these people are... They're creating win-wins for customers, employees, suppliers, communities, and the environment. You really focus on those communities, Carrie. You wanted to make sure we got that out, right? Absolutely. And man, in general, is under those communities. Now, now does all this work? And you're going to hear me ask, you, ask Raj that question. Does this work? Now, he points out that conscious capitalism is more than just financial. 
gain. But let's listen to this. Conscious companies have seen unprecedented success in the last decade. Marketing professor Raj Asodia reports that conscious brands' investment returns are, are you ready for this, 1,025% over the past 10 years. They are doing that much better. For instance, um, the, it was only 122% for the S&P 500. So they're clearly our financial gains in thinking and acting uh, as in the terms of conscious capitalism. So this is happening and with the primarily we're seeing it from the work from the millennials. Um, but Raj is going to talk about it from a global perspective. And Carrie, in the last segment, we're going to talk about we're going to get more specific on uh, actually the impact and why marketing is looking closer and closer to conscious capitalism. So we need to take a short break. When we come back, we will be with our guest, Dr. Raj Sisodia, on the Business Builder Show. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. Now, I'll let you know when my new site launches, but in the meantime, I have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to... 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. For your next regional or national meeting, are you looking for a professional facilitator to keep things on track so your meeting meets the objectives? Have you assembled a group of subject matter experts for a panel and you need a moderator who is skilled in keeping the conversation focused on what really matters? Do you want a speaker for your next meeting who will engage the audience in a way that makes the meeting fun and memorable? Marty Wolf of The Business Builder Show is available for your next important event. You can contact him at... 570-815-1626. Marty has facilitated hundreds of meetings in all kinds of settings. He has interviewed hundreds of CEOs, authors, professional speakers, and thought leaders from many different industries. Planning an important meeting? Want to feel confident you will achieve the results you plan for? Then call Marty Wolf at 570 570- 815-1626 or log on to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builders Show. Our special guest today is Raj Sasodia. Raj is the Franklin Olin Distinguished Professor of Global Business and Whole Foods Market Research Scholar in Conscious Capitalism at Babson College. He is also co-founder and co-chairman of Conscious Capitalism Incorporated. He has a PhD in marketing from Columbia University. Raj is co-author of the New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller, Conscious Capitalism, Liberating the Heroic Spirit of Business. In 2003, he was cited as one of the 50 leading marketing thinkers by Chartered Institute of Marketing. 
He was named one of the 10 Outstanding Trailblazers of 2010 by Good Business International and one of the top 100 thought leaders in trustworthy business behavior by Trust Across America for 2010 and 2011. Raj has published seven books in over 100 academic articles. His book, Firms of Endearment, How World-Class Companies Profit from Passion and Purpose, was named one of the best business books of 2007 by Amazon.com. Raj, we are honored to have you on the Business Builder Show. Welcome. Thank you, Marty. I'm delighted to be with you. Well, we are honored and thrilled. We, I've read the book, and I really enjoyed your TED Talk. I think that was the New England TEDx Talk that I saw. And you said something that I'd like to use as kind of setting the stage for our discussion. I think I got the quote right. You say, business is noble because it can elevate our existence. Talk to me about that. Well, if you think about uh, where humanity has been for most of our time on this planet, um, you know, the economic history of, um, of people uh, over the last 2,000 years, and you can go back a lot further, uh, is that 90% of people lived on less than $1 a day in today's terms. Mm-hmm. So most people lived lives of uh, abject, extreme, almost unimaginable poverty, where all they could focus on was staying alive. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that was almost, I would say, an animalistic existence in the sense that very few of those people had the opportunity to explore what it means to be born a human being. Mm. We have extraordinary capacities, almost divine uh, gifts, and yet for most people they remain locked away, and people, as I say, die with their music still inside them. Mm. And so the expression, I think, that captures that idea is that this planet used to be molten lava and today it sings opera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And people, you know, we have the opportunity to engage in art and literature and music and, you know, technology and uh, landing a man on the moon and doing all kinds of extraordinary things that are still only scratching the surface of our potential. But for most people, for most of history, they lived lives that did not enable them to experience any of that. And the institution of business and specifically capitalism, free markets, free people, which really has come into existence only in the last couple of centuries has created such widespread prosperity as well as technological advances that have given people the time, the tools, the resources, and the capacity to actually engage in the higher pursuits in addition to just staying alive, just making a living. They actually are now enabled to make a life, or many more of us are able to do so. So, you know, we're down to about 10 or 11% living below $1.25 a day, which is the definition of extreme poverty. Hmm. Uh, from 90% uh, in the year 1800. So that's a huge amount of progress for the mass of humanity. And we are living better lives. And we do credit the institution of free uh, free market uh, capitalism for a lot of those advances. That's all great news. Uh, However, if I'm reading the press right and what I'm paying attention to, it's that the levels of trust uh, in business, especially business, big business, is kind of at an all-time low. Is that accurate? It is close to being at an all-time low, at least as long as Gallup has been tracking that particular data. Uh, For the last 40 years, the amount of trust Americans have had in big business, or confidence is the word they use, uh, only 35 to 40 percent had that in the 70s, and it reached an all-time low of 16 percent in 2009 during the economic crisis. It's bounced up a little bit, but yes, it's still very low. It's still below 20 percent. And we believe that that is because we have... Uh, taken too narrow a view of the purpose of business, mm. especially in the last few decades. 
Uh, we have redefined the purpose of business, which used to be much more about creating value for everybody, all the stakeholders, etc. It has become so exclusively focused on shareholders and on profit maximization. Right. That we have, you know, the language and uh, the narrative has become... Um, one that uh, truly objectifies people and uses them as objects for the success of the the owners or the shareholders of the enterprise. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is seen as a means to that end. So that is part of, I think, the reason why people have felt increasingly disconnected. Uh, they feel used and in some cases abused by businesses as employers, even sometimes as companies that they buy from, etc. The, the The onus and emphasis on uh, profit maximization and shareholder value maximization has had a lot of toxic uh, effects. Mm-hmm. And ironically, it actually does not result in greater value creation even for shareholders. I mean, that's sort of the tragedy of the whole thing. Well, let, let's go there, Raj. Let's go there. Um, you uh, wrote a book, Conscious Capitalism, Liberating the Heroic Spirit of Business. You co-authored this book. Um, Tell us about, give us the quick overview, if you will, or go in, go in depth, whatever you like. On the book, you talk about the four tenets of uh, how to build strong businesses. Uh, give us some background on the book. Yeah, so uh, this book came about, uh, in my case, because of uh, work that I did uh, previously. Uh, having been a marketing professor uh, for decades, uh, actually this is my 30th year as a professor, uh, I had studied... Um, the way in which companies manage the marketing function and found that there was huge problems. So in this country especially, we spend extraordinary amounts of money on marketing, and yet customer loyalty and trust have fallen sharply, mm. even as spending has risen. So um, that was always a big focus of, for about 10 years of my research to say, why is that and what can we do about it? It just seems a tremendous waste mm. to be spending a trillion dollars a year, and yet 85% of customers have a negative view of marketing. The return on investment is extremely low for customers and for companies and for society. And in fact, the negative effects on the culture, on people's health, and on many other factors are also very significant. Mm. All of that led me to uh, an inquiry into uh, what I was calling the search for marketing excellence. How is it that we can spend much less money and yet have outstanding loyalty and trust? And uh, through that process, we actually discovered a whole different way of being for a set of businesses that were not only uh, had their customers loyal and trusting, but actually loving those companies, but equally their employees were loyal and trusting and loved working there. Their communities embraced them and their suppliers had mutually beneficial, long-term, stable partnerships with them. Mm. Uh, And they were good for the environment, good for uh, society at large. And... Uh, over over the long term, as we discovered after the fact, that these companies actually perform extraordinarily well financially too. Mm. Right, so it's not a trade-off between treating people well, paying pe- paying your employees well, giving them good benefits, providing great customer care, uh, etc. Uh, it's not a trade-off between all those things and making a lot of money. In fact, the way that we create value is by doing all the things right for all the stakeholders. And when you do that, you create this wonderful virtuous cycle. So over. Over that uh, research and then subsequently working with the CEO and founder of Whole Foods and others to create the conscious capitalism movement, we have gradually distilled these ideas down into four, uh, we call them tenets or pillars. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are not tactics, these are tenets. In other words, uh, these are not just strategies that one can use in order to be more successful. These are fundamental beliefs about the role and purpose Mm. business and of leaders. So yeah. the first is that every business uh, should define for itself a higher purpose that is separate from uh, profit. 
You know, every business needs to be profitable in order to survive and in order to grow, but that's not the purpose of its existence, we very strongly believe. Mm-hmm. It's like saying I need red blood cells in order to live. It doesn't mean that I should dedicate my life to producing red blood cells. Yes. And I use that in order to fulfill a purpose that I have defined for myself. So every business should do that as well, like Whole Foods has defined for itself a critical purpose that is to improve the health and longevity of uh, of, of people, right? Through mm-hmm. educating them about what you put into your body, mm-hmm. how that can improve your health and vitality. And that's a very noble purpose, and it has a huge, huge need in this world and that need actually continues to grow. And this is what energizes people to come and work there. This is what brings out extraordinary human ingenuity and inspiration. When you are connected to something bigger than yourself, this is what attracts the right kind of leaders who care about people, who care about the purpose, who care about the planet, and not just people who are driven by power or driven by personal enrichment. So that's the second piece of it, that we need conscious leaders. With, with that point right there, Raj, we need to take a short break. When we come back, we'll get into the other tenets of conscious capitalism. We're with Dr. Raj Sisodia. We'll be right back on The Business Builders Show. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's The Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. Now, I'll let you know when my new site launches, but in the meantime, I have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to... 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. Driver of the cab is going to be mine, jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line and shouts, Are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? <laughs> said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. <laughs> this is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success educating, in the seven tenets of Taxi Terry. Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builders Show. Our special guest is Dr. Raj Sosodia, and he is the Franklin Olin Distinguished Professor of Global Business and Whole Foods Market Research Scholar in Conscious Capitalism at Babson College. And he co-authored a book called Conscious Capitalism, Liberating the Heroic Spirit of Business. And we started to talk about the four tenets of conscious capitalism. We reviewed higher purpose, and now we want to talk about shareholder integration. So give me more information on that, Raj. Yeah, so it's actually, uh, Marty, stakeholder Stakeholder. Integration. Excuse me. See, now that is a mistake that should be pointed out. 
Yes. So fundamentally, as I said, we've had this myth for a long time that businesses need to be operated. And Milton Friedman wrote this essay in New York Times in 1971, where he said the only purpose of business is to maximize profit for shareholders while staying within the law. And that became uh, almost gospel to a lot of people, Mm -hmm. and they started uh, viewing that as, and and, you know, this whole uh, misconception that the uh, the leaders of a business work for the shareholders, mm-hmm. the so-called owners of the company. That's not simply true in legal terms. Uh, the leaders of the company work for the corporation, and the corporation is its own thing. Mm-hmm. Right? It, ha- it has its own identity in the eyes of the law, and, and its own uh, uh, status. And that corporation consists of multiple stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Those are customers, employees, suppliers, investors, communities, you know, certain other entities, even the governments, etc. Anybody who is touched by the business is a stakeholder or anybody who, when we start to just think about shareholders, we basically say we're going to use everybody else in order to benefit one part of that system. Now, in any yes. interconnected, interdependent system, yes, if you systematically favor one part of it and, and trade off others against it, you are eventually going to kill that system. That the book does an extraordinarily, extraordinary, uh, brings extraordinary value to that whole thought process. It really did. I really enjoyed that. Let's move on to the third tenet, and it's called right. conscious leadership. Give me a description right. of I that. I touched upon that a little bit. So we sure. need leaders who are driven by... Uh, purpose, uh, driven by service to people and the planet. Right? Uh, historically, we've had leaders who have driven, been driven by power or been driven by personal enrichment. It used to be all about power. CEOs 100 years ago were quite modestly paid in this country. Now, the head of AT&T or General Motors did mm-hmm. not get a huge salary. They lived in the same communities as many of their uh, fellow employees. But they had extraordinary power. They had a million-strong army that was you know, mm-hmm. march at, at, their, at their command. Uh, and then sometime in the 70s and 80s, we started to shift towards compensating CEOs with extraordinary amounts, mm-hmm. stock options, and extraordinarily high salaries. So the ratio of CEO pay to average pay, which used to be 25, 30 times, went from 50 to 100 to 200 to 300 to 400 to 500 X wow. over the average salary. Now it's a roughly 400. Mm-hmm. Some companies, it's well over 1,000 to 1. Wow. The ratio. So we had the system where basically we only uh, used money as a motivator and the attractor for in, in, uh, leaders to join an organization. So when you use only money, you get people who care only about money, mm. which means they care only about the numbers and the people to them are incidental. They're willingly, uh, they're willing to sacrifice the people to save the numbers because that means that they also make a lot of money in the process themselves. And right, so we went from sort of military-style leaders to mercenary leaders, and now I think we're recognizing that the greatest power exists with missionary leaders, those for whom the people and the purpose and, and, and the broader planet as a whole matters a lot more. Uh, they don't care about power other than using it for the right reasons. And that, and that, not and, and that probably leads us to the fourth tenant, or that's kind of what you're talking about, I guess, yes. is conscious culture and management, Right. That's right. So if you look at most businesses, I would have to say that they are run largely on fear and stress, that this is how we think we need to motivate people. This is how we, we, we think we uh, need to get people to work harder, is uh, using carrots and sticks. Uh, that analogy is very, very widely used. But think about carrots and sticks. What animal belongs between a carrot and a stick? Mm. You know, it's really a jackass, right? I mean, that's, and that's, a, that's our view of humanity, that we need to, you know, dangle this, 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 this uh, bonus in front of them, yes. of course, have the threat of being fired and so forth. And that creates an environment of fear and stress, and people simply cannot operate 
uh, with creativity and caring in that yes. kind of environment. So these kinds of businesses, conscious businesses, are built upon trust and authenticity. But I think most importantly, love and care. That well, these are environments where people love what they do and they care for each other and they care for the people they're serving. And that's a whole, whole different environment. It is. And Raj, in your, t- in your TED Talk, uh, again, I think I got, got the quote right. It'll develop that, a little, that idea a little more. You say human beings as a source, not a resource. Um, explain that. Uh, human, most of us look at human beings as a resource. And you're suggesting yes. see them, uh, look, as, um, look at them as a source. Explain that to me. Yeah, I mean, think about it, Marty. We, we, you know, we talk about a business having you know, uh, physical resources like raw materials and financial resources or capital, and then we put people into that same bucket. Yes. You know, we have our human resources. I mean, we're equating ourselves with these inanimate, you know, things in the world. And, you know, human beings are capable of extraordinary, almost divine things. Mm-hmm. Right? Everything on this planet, we look around, all the amazing advances we've made, they came out of the mind of some ordinary human being like us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, whether it's we are the source or we are a channel, I mean, it flows through us. There's some extraordinary power from the universe or from wherever you want to describe it as. The fact is that human beings are the most powerful form of renewable energy this planet has ever had. And it's not just, you know, the kind of energy that, that runs machines, but it's the kind of energy that moves, you know, moves the world and, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and creates mm-hmm. things. Right? So Absolutely. human beings, I believe, I, I liken it, you know, the difference between a lump of coal, which is a resource, you use it, you burn it up, it's gone, and that's what happens in traditional organizations. People do burn out. But in the right setting, human beings are like the sun that continuously generates light and warmth and energy and caring and compassion and creativity. That's what we, cap- we people, human beings, are capable of. I, I love that. So I, I'm loving this, I'll call it theory of conscious capitalism. So here's the hard question. Does this work? Does this drive profitability? Yeah, you know, it's extraordinary when I wrote Firms of Endearment and we selected companies that everybody loved and we had all these other, you know, leadership and culture and all these things. It's only at the end that we looked at financial performance. We didn't select companies for that. Mm-hmm. And, and we were not expecting a lot. We said, well, you know, they're paying their people much better and providing great health care coverage and they're doing all these things for all these, t- even paying taxes at a much higher rate than average. What we discovered in that book was that the, uh, these companies outperformed the market 9 to 1 over a 10-year period. And I've just done a second edition of Firms of Endearment, and the oh, ratio good. is 14 to 1 over a 15-year period mm-hmm. of a larger set of companies that we were able to identify worldwide. So the fact is that this is the way that you can create more financial value, but, but it matters a great deal how you make the money. So we don't want to, again, make it that this is just a better way of making money. Businesses create but can also destroy so many kinds of wealth. Mm, Financial is one of them, right? right? But it's also the intellectual capital, the social capital, the level of trust and cohesion in the society, the emotional well-being operating in a state of love rather than fear, the spiritual well-being, having a meaning and purpose in your life through your work, Mm-hmm. The impact on our bodies, the impact on the environment, and on the, of course, the impact on the culture as well. Raj, we're going to have to. Uh, unbelievable! The time has already passed. We're down to our last thirty seconds. What's the best way for people to learn more? Go to Conscious Capitalism and Google that. What yeah. would you suggest? Yeah, ConsciousCapitalism.org, all one word. ConsciousCapitalism.org. We have a nonprofit. We do two big conferences a year, one for CEOs, one for everybody else. We have chapters in 30 U.S. cities and uh, seven or eight other countries. Uh, it's a movement that's growing rapidly. It inspires people. It, uh, it, uh, it, we give them practical uh, tools and guidance in terms of how you can start to transition this way as an existing business. 
or how you can start this way as a, as a new entrepreneurial venture. Dr. Raj Sodia, thank you so much for being part of the Business Builders Show. You're very welcome, uh, Marty. Great to talk to you. Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. Now, I'll let you know when my new site launches, but in the meantime, I have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to... 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. For your next regional or national meeting, are you looking for a professional facilitator to keep things on track so your meeting meets the objectives? Have you assembled a group of subject matter experts for a panel and you need a moderator who is skilled in keeping the conversation focused on what really matters? Do you want a speaker for your next meeting who will engage the audience in a way that makes the meeting fun and memorable? Marty Wolf of the Business Builder Show is available for your next important event. You can contact him at... 570-815-1626. Marty has facilitated hundreds of meetings in all kinds of settings. He has interviewed hundreds of CEOs, authors, professional speakers, and thought leaders from many different industries. Planning an important meeting? Want to feel confident you will achieve the results you plan for? Then call Marty Wolf at 570 570- 815-1626 or log on to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builders Show. I love that man. <laughs> he, what a great communicator. What a powerful story. And as you've been listening, you know, the first segment talked about conscious capitalism from from one person's perspective and the millennials. Now we have another article that comes to us from Forbes. And the title of this is only conscious capitalists will survive. And check the date out on it. This is almost a year old. This was said. Yep. Um, so they asked the question. This comes from uh, who are here? Uh, Jeff Derek. King. Jeff uh, King and, and uh, Jeff Fromm. Right. And they are marketing people. Yes. They are in marketing. Fromm wrote a book, uh, co-authored a book, uh, Marketing to Millennials. So they asked a question that we think we already know the answer to. But they asked the question, is conscious capitalism profitable? And, of course, they say yes, as we've kind of heard. And not kind of heard, we have heard. But they're saying it's, there's more to it than that, and whether or not it's just profitable. They say conscious capitalism will be one of the defining mechanisms of profit in the future. That's a pretty strong statement, defining mechanisms of profit in the future. So they go on to talk about conscious capitalism. They mention Whole Foods. They mention other people. They mention the fact that the book came out, Conscious Capitalism, going to remind our listeners 
of what this is all about, that we're talking about all major stakeholders. Remember Raj corrected me? Mm -hmm. I said shareholders? Shareholders are just pure investors. Conscious capitalism connects to all major stakeholders who are customers, employees, investors, community suppliers, and the environment, not just shareholders. And the other important part of this story, Carrie, uh, work with me on this one is that so many people think about this in terms of just corporate social responsibility. And these gentlemen talk about it, and Raj talked about it a little bit that this isn't just an add on to what you do. It isn't an add on. It's got to be in your DNA, or you're going to be seen through like a pane of glass. Right. You'll be so transparent, it'll backfire. Correct. And, and you know, I, I suppose there's nothing wrong with doing that, you know, as part of your marketing uh, philosophy of doing that. But eventually, if you're doing it for pure profit motives, it will ba- it will backfire on you. Remember at the very beginning of Raj's interview, I think it was at the very beginning, he said he studied the fact that people were spending millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars on marketing. And it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. That all this money spent until he started to figure out that these companies who practice conscious capitalism, who look at you know their shareholders and the well-being of all their shareholders, stakeholders, st- stakeholders. Good correction. See, in my mind, good correction. Stakeholders. These are the people who are really driving profit and making a change in the world. You know, it's our, integrity comes well, down to integrity in the company. It's it's integrity. Our friend Bob Chapman, um, you know, he, he talked about the fact that, you know, business is changing the world, is really changing the world. And these companies we're talking about are, in fact, doing that. Let me review the, uh, the response or the profitability of this. Again, I don't want to just focus on this, but Raj Sodi have found in the research that the brands that practice this, Whole Foods and others are one one thousand twenty five percent over the past ten years have made are more profitable. Their investments. That's what am I clear on that, Tom? That their investments are returning that kind of profit, as opposed to only hundred and twenty two percent in the S and P. So there is profit margin in here. So, Kerry, in terms of um, now, now he they touch upon this, and we've discussed this in the past. This kind of flies in the face of uh, the book by uh, Collins, Good to Great. Yeah. Yeah. Which a lot of those, some of those companies are already gone. And and he did compare those, com- some of those companies, right, Kerry? And what did yeah. he find? Raj did. Oh, he had, we gave me permission to call him Raj. Looked at this and said, those people that were in Good to Great, what was the return on investment for those folks? 316%. So a little better than yeah, the Standard & Poor's. Yeah, better than the Standard & Poor's 122%, but still paling in comparison to uh, the social responsible companies. So what what trends are happening and, and why is this, do these gentlemen feel this is a defining the way we, we do things in the future? And he talks about media. And, and media really is the story. And millennials, and this thing also talks about millennials, this thing, this article, but also, uh, this is everybody, and they point out, our consumers want to hear about our products. They want to know the purpose behind our brand. They want to know why is it cool? What makes it useful? Who makes it? You know, going up the whole chain of where did it come from? Where did it originate from? And when they touch upon media, you can't hide anymore. Correct. And these millennials have their tablet their phone in their hands at all times the media uh 
machine is always looking for new ideas or exposing poor ideas. So they're they're in touch right up to the second and can source right from that same phone or tablet the products they want to buy that meet their social responsible needs. They point out by nature, a brand that's a conscious capitalist has a valuable story to tell an authentic way of sharing it now i'm not familiar with 21 jump street that show gentlemen are you are it was are a, you a repeat uh, it, they just came out with a second movie but what was now. the story behind that uh, there were, no yeah there were police officers uh, <clears throat> two gentlemen but they looked very very young so they put them into high schools and put them undercover as students narcs they were narcs more or less okay so what happened there with this company i guess is that they went back to school and they made studying and doing well kind of cool. Do you remember that part of it? Mm-hmm. And so, so that's what's happening uh, with millennials as they're they're <laughs> they flip the myth they, they, on what it is to be cool, right? And the fact that it's cool now to study and to do well and to be and to be a conscious capitalist mm-hmm. and to think about that way. And here's some more news: <laughs> these millennials are in fact getting older and they're having children. And uh, those children, they're affecting that group and on and on and on and on and on. And what they also point out, this last thing, is they call it uh, earned media. And earned media is what conscious capitalist companies are getting. Right. People want to buy from them for the right reasons, right? Want to buy for the right reasons and share it with their friends. Their friends. That's the earned media. They're going out and say, wow, I just sourced this snack food. It is fantastic. You have to go to this website and buy it yourself. They're yes. turning others on to the other capital, conscious capitalist companies. Right. Now, let's contrast again um, the whole idea of a corporate social responsibility. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. Raj and the proponents of conscious capitalism point out it's more than just that, Carrie. And we talked about it being an add-on. It can't be just an add-on. You described that it has to be part of the DNA of your business. You have to be genuinely concerned about your communities, about your vendors. And we talk about this all the time. You know, you have to really think about this way. This is not just... um, Because when you look at it, Marty, you have the six components... The customer, employees, investors, communities, suppliers, environment. You can't just play good with four of them and turn your back to two. You'll be seen as right. a fraud. Right. Just another crony. Right. We don't have time to go deep into this, but both articles talked about the comparison between Walmart and Target. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't think about this, but Walmart is obviously profit-driven. So is Target. But they compare the two and they say, Target is closer to what we would consider to be a conscious capitalist company. And they point out that if there's a choice, if a rural community has a choice between a Walmart and a Target, chances are that community would might go with Target. Now, that's not my statement. I'm reading from I it. I could see it. They treat their suppliers better. They treat their employees better. It's a little bit more relaxed. They're still selling off of price points, but I would rather go to Target than Walmart. We set out to inform, educate, and inspire you. I expect you are now much more aware of the power of conscious capitalism that business has and will continue to positively change the world. Our guest, Dr. Rasha Sodi, was kind with his time and delivered a powerful message about liberating the heroic 
spirit of business. We got to think that way of the heroic spirit of business, just not financial games. You want to learn more about uh, what Raj is talking about? Go to consciouscapitalism.org. Consciouscapitalism.org. Tom and Kerry, again, thanks for your help in doing the show. We are very proud of. Next week, the founder of the organization called Build On and author of Walk in Their Shoes. Can one person change the world? Jim Shalkowski will be joining us. Thank you so much for listening to the Business Builder Show. Have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. Now, I'll let you know when my new site launches, but in the meantime, I have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to... 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. Driver of the cab is going to be mine, jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line and shouts, Are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? <laughs> said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. <laughs> this is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in the Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry.